Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a Certain Age, the podcast that's as weird as combining coffee and Coke in an aluminum can. Robbie Koblenz on your airwaves alongside Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. Yeah, I was late. They've been here for like three hours. Sorry, guys. We've recorded a podcast or two. That's good. Yeah. That's good. But you didn't have the card, so yeah. was it just a pretend podcast? It was. Yeah. <laughs> like like this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. Hey, yeah. we've, we've made a pretend podcast go for two years now, right? It's crazy, isn't That's it? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know who's crazier, us for doing it or people who listen. Uh, we love them. We appreciate them. Hey, Mrs. Reed. All right, so let's jump into Geeks of the Week. Who wants to go first? I just want to know, first of all, how is that? He's having a... I'm drinking a coffee Coke. Uh, it is incredibly weird. Yeah. It's not horrible, but we bought a couple of cases to sell at the gelato shop. Uh-huh. We have a lot of them left. So okay. I really like the concept and the taste. Do you want one? I've got but several. But the execution, the not so much. The disappointment that I have is this product, even though it does not bill itself as a diet or sugar-free product. It's not sugar-free, but it does have sucralose in it, and they don't tell you that until you read the fine print. Yeah. And I don't like sucralose. and so I'm Why don't you like sucralose? What do you have against sucralose? I just don't like the way it makes me feel. Oh, I got mm. you. Well, sucralose sounds sounds like a, a villain from some... <laughs> it, it really does. Uh, sucralose has appeared. But there's a Pepsi Black, too, that I, that I found in France many years ago that I yeah. really like. So I, I think... Uh, well, you know, Fairlife has got sucralose in it. Fairlife organic milk. Has really? Got, yeah, the chocolate milk's got sucralose in it. Well, what? There goes that. What? So I just anyway, don't like it of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and Since we're not getting paid by Fairlife Coke or Pepsi. Or, or Simmons Catfish. Or Simmons Catfish. Yeah. So, but yeah. all right. Who's going first? I'll, I'll go find. first. Go Good. ahead. You uh, got Yeah. Titans trailer. Uh, came out this week. Oh, I saw the flash of that. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, it really does look good. It really does look good. This is season three. Uh, this is going to be telling the story of the Red Hood, which for, I'm sure, many of our listeners know is the story of Jason Todd. No spoiler there, but sorry, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler. Uh, it comes out August 12th. Uh, and the last season, it ended with uh, Dick Grayson becoming Nightwing, so we'll see him as Nightwing. Um, it looks really good. Also, in the promotional pictures i saw that wonder girl was back i'd heard she was making a return which is surprising since she died in season two hello comic books oh that's right yeah this isn't based on reality (laughs) yeah although they do try to make it uh you know one thing i I really like season one a lot i'm liking the show better than i thought i've I've expressed my opinions on the you know the the gritty nature of the thing and i don't know that it's not necessary but um also there's they're kind of leaning into that whole teen soap opera thing a little bit which mm-hmm. i know i'm not the demographic mm-hmm. i know i'm not you know a demographic for that but uh, hopefully they'll have a little more action the, the trailer sure looked action-packed i hope that's mm-hmm. not all the action from the season <laughs> i don't think so i wouldn't think so either but i think they i think they uh and i also hope that beast boy is able to change into more animals than just a green tiger yeah, yeah. that would be i mean how hard be. could that be it's like we only got that one cgi model yeah well it's money 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 yeah you know so but yeah cool really i really like the trailer for it i thought it looked really good yeah i'm i'm pretty excited mm-hmm. i need to catch up to catch up to that oh maybe that's what i'll binge next. so you haven't seen I've, I've, I've watched the first two or three episodes of the of titans period oh so no i thought you'd watched it i'm no. sorry to let you uh 
to spoil you, that you for you. You have not spoiled anything. Okay. He's not going to remember it. That's right. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. That's right. All right. What's your, uh, what's your geekage of the weekage? My geekage of the weekage is Mattel Creations, which is, a, I think, a subsidiary or a part of the Mattel company. You think? I think, yeah. Well, it, at first Either that I was, or there's a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit coming. coming. Yeah, right. you're right. I hadn't thought about it that yeah. way. But I came across this toy, and I thought, surely this is a spoof, but it's not. Did you think Koblenz this is a spoof? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. We'll play it back for you later. You'll okay. Get it. Yeah. All right. You'll get it on the replay. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So, oh, <laughs> his last name is Shirley. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't try to read too much into that. Yeah. Please, I'm, please I'm, don't. <laughs> okay. Can we go on? We can. can. can so, Mattel Creations has, is kind of a niche toy company. Is it niche or niche? Oh. Oh, you're questioning me on pronunciation of a word? Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> Robbie's got it. You're probably right. Niche. So, the, what caught my attention, though, was this. Um, Jurassic Park set from I think it's from the first movie Samuel L. Jackson has his arm bitten off by a velociraptor and they have created it's been a long time since I've seen the yeah. movie so I and, and at one point I saw a deleted scene so I'm not sure exactly of the details but apparently they've created this set this Jurassic Park set of some kind of control room and, and he's in there with the velociraptor yeah it comes with a detachable oh bloody God. stump of an arm uh-huh. so that's it's, awesome it's got lights it's got a lot of detail um, but I think it's just a toy that you would order and keep as a collector. It's not something you're going to find on the shelves at Walmart, yeah. uh, you know, in the Jurassic Park aisle. But uh, just flipping through there, there's a there's an old Batmobile kind of looking thing that, uh-huh. that's new or no, that's old, really. Um, a lot of He-Man stuff, that kind of thing that we you know whatever Mattel is involved in. But it's it's specialized, very specific toys. But the the bloody stump arm, you know, is yeah just. That's what really grabbed my attention? I yeah. thought, surely this is just fake, but it's not. You can on July twenty second, uh, you can order it. Mm-hmm. Are you going to order it? Probably not. Okay. Oh. Well, but I'm going to flip through their other toys. You may there may be something in there that it catches my. And where eye. did you see it? My birthday's coming up. <laughs> where I did saw you it on, see it? I, I originally saw it on. I think it was on Geek Tyrant. Okay, it's where I saw the original, like the the headline, and yeah. then I, I said, Geek Tyrant should pay us money for as many times. No kidding, as we. Or sue us for ripping them off. Yeah, there's that. I'll be quiet then. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to be <laughs> quiet. Right. So, Oh, funny, funny. So my geek is something that's very interesting, not implying that y'all's weren't. <laughs> uh, so Netflix is getting into video games. Did you guys see this this week? Yeah. I saw it, but I wasn't interested in reading it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Bloomberg uh, had a report that said Netflix is going to expand into uh, video game streaming. So it will be a selection on your home screen, like documentaries or TV or whatever. So um, it seems like they're trying to follow in the 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 the, the steps of Google with Stadia, yeah. um, Apple Arcade, which hasn't been very successful. No. Ooh, I've got to make sure I cancel that. I did a three-month trial. i got to make sure I cancel it or they'll get me. But anyway, it, it's kind of interesting that, that Netflix is trying to find a way to leverage their streaming infrastructure uh-huh. by adding another entertainment silo to it. Okay. So, But, I mean, would you guys play video games on Netflix? I don't play them now. I don't so play, I probably yeah, don't. probably not. So we're not their target demographic. <laughs> Although, you know, it, it, obviously it depends. It, maybe if it was something old. And and what are you playing? How does your controller look like? I guess, yeah. you're, you know, is your Apple remote your controller? In that case, no. Yeah. <laughs> if they have Centipede, I'm in, but otherwise no. Yeah, Mrs. Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, that's right. Well, she could be Mrs. by now. Yeah. So, but. Liberated woman. So I, I just don't. 
I, I understand they're trying to leverage what they've got because Disney and HBO Max yeah. are chomping on their heels. Mm-hmm. If if you know those two streaming services may have overtaken Netflix at yeah. this point, um, but I just question video games. Yeah, that I I will try just to see what it's like, and I guess it's the same thing as everything else. As long as you're subscribed, you can uh, you can watch that. I mean, how, how did, I don't understand how the I guess it downloads to whatever device you're playing. I, I you, don't yeah. know. So yeah, because I could see where the the stream interrupts at a you know crucial point and you lose your game. Yeah, or Netflix cancels the game in the middle of trying to level up. You know, <laughs> dang it. Oh, that's right. How yeah. horrible would that be? Yeah. Are they going to be first person shooters? Are they going to be quest games? What are they going to be? So. I don't know, man. It's it is interesting though. I'd, li- I'd like to see it. When is it supposed to come out? I don't know that anybody really knows. Um, and is it a for sure thing or something? There. So they've for? hired uh, Mike Verdu to be its vice president of game development and uh, help the company with its gaming efforts. Um, he was vice president of content at Facebook Reality Labs. Um, he was also the senior vice president of mobile for Electronic Arts, EA Sports. It's in the mm. game. Uh, so. Yeah, if they poach somebody who's got EA experience, they're really serious yeah. about it. So I'm wondering if it's going to be uh, a different price point, you know, like you, you in order to get the games, you have to pay more. Or if they'll go, hey, look, we're going to have to raise the overall price of Netflix I, as we continue to provide for your overall I entertainment. I think that's probably what yeah. it's going to be. I mean, because, you know, once they started getting into the movie making business after a while, it's like, hey, we're providing all this for you. Yeah. yeah. Whether you watch it or not. Yeah. Lot like There's 10,000 movies that we've done. Yeah, you know, even though there's only been two that have been decent. Yeah. So. All right. Well, well, hey, I've got a question for you guys since we're a little light on time here. We're going to talk Loki on the second half. Um, have you guys, either one of you, seen The Tomorrow War yeah, on Prime? Yeah, The what? Okay. Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. In fact, there's, there's three movies oh, okay, that I've yeah. seen that I was going to talk about. We could probably off mic, but Tomorrow War, Werewolves Within, and The Hunt, which is a relatively older movie. I haven't seen the last two. What did uh, you think? I've only seen the first half of Tomorrow Tomorrow War. War we, did we say World or War? War? Anyway, Tomorrow War, War yeah. uh, is just fun. I mean, it's, you know. What's it on? I saw the previews. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And uh, it's got Chris Pratt. Chris, Chris yes, Pratt. Pratt. Can he eat no fat? <laughs> as the main hero in it and it's a time travel thing and there's a lot of you know people start asking questions about it you really don't want to think about it too much just enjoy it and have fun with it the um uh it's a huge budget Mm -hmm. and it's something that would have been a tentpole um traditional studio release Mm -hmm. and it's on amazon so that was to me was kind of fascinating that they took somebody as huge as chris pratt is now not that Mm -hmm. you're fat chris not that you're fat Mm -hmm. um but I, I just, yeah, and pretty interesting. Try, I mean, especially now that we're seeing, you know, Black Widow's out, uh, Quiet Place 2 came out. It seems like they might have done a, a simultaneous release as mm-hmm. opposed to just a Amazon Prime release. And you both have seen Black Widow. Yes. Uh, movie theater experience now. To me, it was like it it was, you yeah. know, pre-pandemic. There was not many people there at our matinee, but that's yeah. what I kind of kind of wanted. Yeah, and I don't know that there was, I mean, for that movie, there were probably significantly less people than there would be in a matinee, but it really wasn't too different from a matinee crowd to me. And again, yeah. same thing, you know, glad to Did do that. you guys go without me? Yeah, and we thought you told you. Did we not tell you? We no. went without each other, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just imaginarily yeah. went. So, yeah. yeah, well, I'm hoping to. The next to. rest of the podcast is 40 minutes of weeping. <laughs> Why my podcast gently weeps. weeps. Oh, there you ooh, go. You're in Indiana. 
I wasn't in jealousy. Oh man, I tell you what, I've I've figured up. I've spent like fifty two hours in the driving over the last two and a half weeks. Yeah, wow, pretty brutal. So, all right, we'll try not to be be brutal. Easy for me to say. On the second half, we're going to talk Loki when we come back. For all guys, for all time, guys of a certain age, second half of the episode, we're going to talk Loki and the Time Variance Authority. It's our glorious purpose. I don't know what that accent was. That was pretty good, though. Yeah, that was pretty for good. somebody. Oh, oh, let me go on a rabbit trail for a second. So I just finished Mayor of Easttown. It's got Kate Winslet in it. Great limited series on HBO Max. We finished it, too. Yeah. Okay, her, we're going to watch it then, because that's been suggested to us, and both it, you guys like definitely. it. It's great. It's okay. great. But Kate Winslet's... Accent. Philadelphia accent. On, that's, I've heard about that. Even. Unbelievable. Did you yeah. watch a little documentary did. they did about it? I yeah, did. it was incredible. Okay. Unbelievable. We'll st- how many episodes is it? Seven. Okay, we're going to start that then. Yeah. We were, we're looking for something to watch, and we started Broad Church, and then realized, well, we saw it, and what we saw was the American version. So Becky was looking at it, and then she goes, oh, I just read who did it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, we're not going to watch three seasons. It was great. You know, it's a fantastic thing. I wish yeah. we had watched it, but. Anyway, so we'll, we'll watch the, Mayor of East, East the, Town. The second season of Broad Church, or third season of Broad Church, is kind of a appendium, a addendum to season one, season two. Okay. So, anyway, Mayor of East Town's great. Okay. So, really, really good. A lot of stars in that show. But mm-hmm. anyway, the accent was great. So okay. We'll back watch to that. back to your back glory, to Loki. Oh yeah, your glorious purpose accent. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. Initial and uh, for there be you, spoilers. Yeah, there'll be spoilers for you, you guys playing along at home. What were your Netflix subscription? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So initial reactions. Jay, you go first. I go first. I I said you go first. I enjoyed it. I think Loki is one of the most interesting characters in the current Avenger Marvel universe. I was a little bit underwhelmed overall with this. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm definitely not unhappy that I watched it, but um, I thought the finale kind of left... I don't know. It would have been, I thought it would have been bigger based on the WandaVision. It was huge. The finale was huge. Well, you probably knew more about who people were and all than I did. So that's, just I know that was part of it. Probably you knew more. Just leave it at that. Well, generally, yeah. I mean, and I read about it later yeah. and realized, okay, well, that's who that was, and this is what's going on, and and I, I don't know. It just, I just I was just a little underwhelmed, but so, overall, it was great. So compared to WandaVision and Winter Soldier, where where does it is it? Three of three at this Probably point? Probably so, yeah. But I, I, I'm hoping that once, what is it, Doctor Strange movie comes out, yeah. and, and I'm looking back and saying, oh, okay, this is what yeah. need, needed to set up this other movie, then it'll it'll mean more. We'll talk a little bit about the big reveal in a second. Art, what was your, your take on it? I would say probably very similar. I thought the first two episodes were really good. I thought the last two episodes were really good. Yeah. Really kind of won me over with the last two episodes. I thought, and I think this is a problem with... Um, with the ser- the series so far, the Disney Plus series that Marvel has done, they seem to have a great idea for a two-hour movie, but don't always take advantage of this new format they've got. I think WandaVision did it most successfully because sure. they had episodes, and by using that format of old TV shows, they broke it down into episodes. But then they kind of get to the end, and it, you know... it. it We've, this has got to be a Marvel movie, so they, they changed the format just a little bit to kind of to serve that. I think it's probably the most successful of the series in terms of my satisfaction level. I really liked WandaVision a lot and the chances it took. In terms of a straight-ahead 
action movie, I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier worked really well. Mm -hmm. Again, it felt like they tried to take a a two or three hour movie and stretch it as opposed to what can we really do? I mean, they Mm -hmm. just, they had some great character development, but there were still some things that it's almost like they, they're moving along and they get rushed at the end. And then with Loki, I felt like I really liked Mobius and Loki together. And I liked Sylvie too. I I liked the actress that played her and I, I thought that was great. But it just seemed like such a change in the middle Sure. when we'd been building this relationship, this kind of buddy movie with Mobius and Loki, uh, to change. And all of a sudden, Sylvie's the, the main character, or at least the, the second lead character. Uh, thought she was great. Again, I just might have done taken advantage of the series and had her come on more strongly in the middle of the or in the um, in the second season or whatever. But the reveal I liked. We can talk about that in detail here in a second. Sure, sure. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought maybe the um, the the Nexus episode was a little padded, uh, mm-hmm. where you know you kind of got them falling in love, quote unquote. Right? How you know how narcissistic is yeah, it? You fall in love. That's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's well, a little yeah. hard to wrap. But it does seem very Loki-ish. To it me. does. Yeah, absolutely so, does. Oh. Um, and so, but. I go back to the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh-huh. If you guys recall, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, came out right before uh, Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and the whole Hydra reveal. Right. And so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had to have this big bad that was actually Hydra, but they called it something else. Yeah. And the way the interplay between the serialized network weekly television show how they had to mark time yeah, until, the, kinda, right. until the movie released mm-hmm. and then everything changed. What I thought, and, and let's, let's talk about, let's jump to the end. The reveal of Kang, the conqueror mm-hmm. at the end, even though that's not Kang, called him. Yeah. It's not Kang that's at not the, the end. variant. Yeah. No, that's not the variant at the end, but it resets. This resets the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, when Loki comes back and he's back at the TVA saying, hey, you know, something's happening. This is horrible. And Owen Wilson, Mobius is like, now I know you're an analyst. Just yeah. calm down. It's like, uh, no, yeah. this is Loki. So, yeah. I mean, the reset. Mm-hmm. Art, Art, talk about Kang the Conqueror and Immortus and, and just, you know, in the, in the, how, how it fits in the well, world. Well, I had universe. to look at looking back up because what I remembered was old stuff that uh, he was first introduced as what Rama Tut or whatever in yeah. uh, Fantastic Four. And originally he was supposed to be an ancestor of Dr. Doom. He, and then it turned out maybe he was in fact, Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom had traveled through time and this was another identity for him. And, and then they retconned that whole thing again. And he's possibly Franklin Richards who is, Oh, I missed that. Reed Richards' father, or maybe he's Reed Richards' grandson. (laughs) I can't remember exactly what. He's related to Reed Richards, who is Mr. Fantastic in Fantastic Four. And so he's he's possibly that person. And that's what they've done is they've, with this idea of the variant, is they've made him all of those things. So Kang the Conqueror now is, is this person who exists in this citadel outside of time. It wasn't exactly like they do in the series where like he's at the, the haunted house. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and it, if you look at it in the comics, it has, uh, you know, it seems a little bit evocative of Dr. Doom's castle mm-hmm. and Latveria. Uh, so again, kind of playing off that thing, but, um, 
it just it, it's a very very convoluted history of Kang the Conqueror of it and so because of that I think they're free to kind of do whatever they want to do with so, and especially in this variant world and I have to say Jonathan Majors I think is the actor that played yeah he was fantastic. He was I great. really, really liked his take on that. Did you watch him in Lovecraft Country? No, I didn't. I saw that, and I, I thought he was the same guy. And I said, "Well, I got to go watch, back and watch that." So I haven't, I haven't seen Lovecraft yeah. Country. Have you, yeah. Jay? For the record, it, Jay shook his head. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. So, so one of the things I think Marvel Cinematic Universe has done, Kevin Feige and team have done, mm-hmm. is they have cherry picked pieces from the Marvel comics history, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of pivoted it a little bit and made it relevant. You know, Ultron envisioned the in the in the comic books the way those guys were were intertwined right. completely different than what what we saw in the movies. Mm-hmm. Having Kang the Conqueror outside of time, you know, this 31st century scientist who discovered the multiverse right. and then, you know, this is he who remains is who we see at the end of Loki, mm-hmm. which is whatever the scientist's name was. I forget. He actually had a yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was too. But and and then but he either. the scientist the the lone survivor of the Kang War there, uh, the guy we saw he who remains is speculated to be a Mortis, which yeah is, that was another name for that they had for him too. That was a later thing. That was. Uh, that was Redcon eighty eight or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, and I think he that may have been the one that was. Oh, what, what are you, I, I don't think he was tied to Doctor Doom at that point. Yeah, I don't know if he was Franklin Reed, Franklin Richards. I keep saying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Right. I don't think he was yeah. then either. So, having Kang the Conqueror being killed by Sylvie, and then if we we go back to the TVA and we see. Well, he who remains killed by Sylvie, he warns, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be back, right. you know, because this yeah. is what's happened. Then we go back to the TVA and we see the Kang the Conqueror statue in the yeah, place of the Yeah, that looks timekeeper. very comic book authentic. It yeah. does. Yeah, accurate, rather. Really. Yeah. 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 And and so is this how we get to the X-Men and Fantastic Four? Yeah. I think, like I said, I think it does open up a lot uh, for the MCU or the MC. And what is that connection? Explain that to me. Why, why is that statue or whatever the door for that? Because now we have, instead of having the three timekeepers there in the TVA, obviously reality has been reset. Mm-hmm. We have Kang, who's outside of time. We have him in his conqueror uniform, so he's a, he's a big bad. So to me, that implies he's the big bad for, is this phase four of Marvel? Yes, we're at phase four. Yeah, so right. he's going to be the big bad of He'll phase be the four. Thanos like the Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now the multiverse has been reestablished. So now we've got... Um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. We've got the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. We've right. got, you know, probably X-Men are, are existing. Fantastic Four are existing. Yeah. So I mean, now- there's even been talk about bringing back uh, Hugh Jackman as a Logan uh, or a Wolverine how, character. How great would that be? Yeah, I mean, it just it may not be a big role or whatever. And, of course, that's what they keep saying is all these folks may make cameos as their characters from other universes. Yeah. But it just... As they were free now because of the deal with Fox to start using uh, the X-Men characters, they have found a way to do that in the multiverse without making the X-Men come after the Avengers. I mean, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four both. Yeah. Come at, the X-Men did come. No, the X-Men were before the Avengers. Because they were, it was, yeah, they it were. was Spider-Man, it was Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, X-Men, and then the Avengers yeah. once they had Thor and Iron Man and all those kind of guys. So... Um, 
so they can bring these these folks back and they will have because you love it when all the dead people yeah, yeah. that's right but yeah. the whole multiverse thing I've got questions. Well, that's what's, yeah, well, that's, I think that's the whole reason. <laughs> what are, what are your questions? We'll, well try no, to I just them. think it's, I'm listening. I'm sure it has, I mean, it, it allows for a lot of things, allows for a lot of license and bringing people back and that sort of thing. And, and nothing, a lot of merchandising that. too. Yeah. A lot of merchandising, but I mean, it's almost like a, a um, for lack of a better word, a gimmick to to do things where like a, like a soap opera where people die yeah, it's, it's very, a lot come back people die and they come back it's a lot like Bobby Ewing showing yeah. up at the end at the beginning of a season right. it's like we don't like the way it's, this thread went so we're going to say they came from another universe and throw them back it's in. very much it's very much a gimmick for to initiate sales it was back when it was in the comic book days welcome to comic books because you had you had like golden age heroes that were the justice society and then in the 70s you're sitting there going those are some great characters. How can we bring those back when chronologically those folks have been off the shelf for some 20 years, right. you know? So you create earth two, you know, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden those heroes exist and they're just kind of the, that time period is, you know, 20, 30 years in the past, but they can cross over and they can, so you can have, you know, Dr. Fate come up and, and, and yeah, I mean, it's not stuff. like a moral dilemma. It's just like, okay, well, anything you want to happen can happen well, because you, they're in the other multiverse. Well, and, and the problem is it does create, a lot of confusion, confusion, and a lot of you know. And so, what happens is occasionally they'll clean it up, like we saw with Crisis on Infinite Earths back in the '80s, and that we've seen recently. I can't remember what that crisis was. Name the Flashpoint stuff, kind of. Yeah, expand. of course, those are DC crises. Yeah, DC, yeah. I'm just talking about comic books in general, as yeah. opposed to uh, Marvel's crises. But yeah, so one of the things I thought that was so strong about what Marvel's done in the first three phases, they had a limited stable that they could pull from. They could not rely, they did not have the crutch of their heavy hitters in X-Men and, um, well, they pulled Spider-Man back in um, and, or Fantastic Four, which have traditionally mm-hmm. been, you know, big pieces of their comic mm-hmm. book mythology. So they had to take, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, they had to take B and C players like an Ant-Man or an Iron Man that most folks don't know and create this, these great stories. Mm-hmm. Now I'm afraid they're going to be, they might be resting on their laurels a little too mm-hmm. much. Um, nobody's been able to get the Fantastic Four right. Right. Can Kevin Feige get it right? If anybody can, I would think he could. But can you? Do the dynamics of the Fantastic Four as a superhero team translate into modern movie making? Yeah, I think, I mean, like it's, not? Uh, well, I mean, again. Because it's clobbering time. Which I always thought was great. Yeah. But I think you take the approach that we've talked about before with The Incredibles. I mean, yeah. that's the Fantastic Four movie that you're that's looking for. the best Fantastic yeah. Four movie ever. And so where you have... You know, with the Avengers, you had to assemble. They did it brilliantly and correctly, as opposed to what DC did. They had individual movies, just as they used to have individual comic books, and brought them together in a team to form the Avengers. With the X Men, they're already. I mean, with the Fantastic Four, X Men Two, but with the Fantastic Four, they're already together. And in fact, some of them are family. Eventually, even more of them become family. So you play off that family dynamic. I think that's your your hook. with that all right let's pivot back to loki loki yeah, yeah. so what do you guys think about the variants the oh loki variants? okay who's your favorite variant oh, gosh. oh man i love classic loki classic loki was yes. my I just, richard I mean, grant he was so good <laughs> and so if you've seen those comics you know where he first appears 
He looks exactly like that. He does. And you're thinking, there's no way you can pull off that costume in this world. But they've they've done that with, they did it with WandaVision with the Halloween treatment of it. Mm-hmm. But this was perfect and it worked. So, so we live in a universe now. We live in a time when Robert Redford and Richard Grant have mm-hmm. been in comic book yeah. movies, Marvel comic book movies. Who would yeah. have thought? Yeah, you know Kenneth Branagh, you know, directed Thor. You know, yeah, these classically trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Richard Grant, I thought was just. I just thought great. that was really good. I liked. I liked all the the Loki variants. I liked the you know the kid, the boastful, and the alligator Loki. And of course, I know we have to mention you know Throg. Boy, Throg so, Thor. Yeah, I love Throg, which now makes Mississippi State canon in the Marvel, yeah, in the Marvel Cinematic I not, Universe. I did not know that was where he came from, so that was interesting. And also, Chris Hemsworth apparently did his sounds or whatever. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That was very... They had a longer scene apparently earlier in where uh, they show Frog Thor. What is it? Is he have an official name? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. they show him defeating a Thorg. Yeah. Thorg, yeah. yeah. Was he just in that group of variants that came down in the in the hatch? No, they they trying. panned down. There's a scene. No, where they did not oh, pan. They, they, no, I'm sorry. I know. Wait, let me let me tell it. They tilt down. They tilted down. No, yes. Oh, <sighs> sorry. I, Fingernails. I, chalkboard. I I and it gets me too. But I, I, I say it sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, they tilted down. Uh, they may have jibbed down. Yeah, they could have jibbed. <laughs> they could have jibbed down. But but anyway, they're going into this ditch. And you see Thor's hammer up on okay. one side of the thing. And then there's this glass, like, mason jar-looking kind of thing with this little frog jumping up and down there. And you have to look really close. And he's got the Thor costume on. Which okay, is I need to go back and watch that. I you can it find there, it. You probably could do better to go and find stills, stills from it because uh-huh. it works really well. It's um, it's it's pretty hilarious, you know. All the and the Thanos copter. Did you see the Thanos? I did not see it in you real go back time. I've that, seen the actually. pictures of yeah. it, and the, so yeah, I got I've got to go. I need to go back and watch that whole thing again. That to me, that at least the last two episodes. Yeah, that that episode where they're at the end of time is great mm-hmm. because of all the Easter eggs. So apparently, in the comic books in the late seventies, Thanos had his own helicopter that he flew around That's New York he, City yeah. and okay. was trying to just disperse something yeah. i don't know so you've got the thanos copter yeah you've got throg throg whatever his name yeah. is. i mean it's hilarious all those nods were great but, yeah but richard grant was I, and I, I want i hope we see him again somehow oh it'd be great yeah. i love how you know loki wakes up and he's and they they make the 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 variants are like you know glorious purpose ha 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 uh-huh. you know i know what you're going to say before but one of the things I thought was really interesting is Richard Grant provided the template for Prime Loki to come back because Richard Grant said, I created an illusion that Thanos thought was me and I drifted off in space junk. Yeah. Not unlike the Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon, you know. <laughs> so if if we get, you know, our Loki back, um, they, he could be replicating, you know, the whole, this right. is how, mm-hmm. you know, classic Loki got out. So, um so I wonder if, because the Loki we're seeing is not that Loki died at Thanos's hands, right? So the Loki we've seen was the Loki was the one was, that escaped for the, right. the cube. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, what did you guys think about a Loki season two? Uh, I was it, to me it was interesting that uh, you know I'm glad they went ahead and announced it the way they did. You saw that, yeah, saw that credit yeah. thing. And uh, uh, obviously they're going to have to wait. Until after the Doctor Strange movie does and does something, but to me it was funny that that was the one that they came back and said they're going to do a season two on. Uh-huh. 
so I really enjoyed it. I don't know that I liked it more than one division or winter soldier, mm-hmm. but for implications of the Marvel cinematic universe as a whole, it's probably the most meaningful of the three mm-hmm. universes. I mean, yeah. three miniseries at the time. Is that fair to say? I don't know. Yeah. I still think that the, think the one division one is a pretty big one. I think uh, it's yet, oh, to it be, is. yet to be yeah. seen. We'll, we'll see how things, yeah. but, but you've got your big bag coming. I, I couldn't believe they spent that bullet, um, in a limited series. Well, that's series. true because, because we kept thinking it was going to be Mephisto from yeah. uh, and during the WandaVision thing, and we didn't get that. And then um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, with the uh, kind of the, what was what's the band of heroes, the Dark Avengers or whatever they're called. Like that's not what it is, but whoever that um, U.S. agent is part of that. Oh yeah, Julie Louis Dreyfus is kind of setting up. Lady yeah, Hydra setting I up. can't remember. Uh, anyway, you start to see that, and those are important things, but they're they're more supporting, I think, than the big bads could be. So now we do know, and maybe like you said, this third this third series, the Loki series, it says, okay, this is definitely who it is. So we know know who it is. Much in the same way we saw, you know, the Thanos mid credit scene or end credit scene at the, was that Ultron or was that the first Avengers movie? That was oh. Age of Ultron, wasn't it? Wait, we thought we saw Thanos at the very end of First Avengers. First Avengers, yeah. Very it was CGI. Of, it wasn't James it was Josh a, Brolin didn't have anything to do with no, it. No. Uh, so, but yeah, we just see him turn around or about the they may mention the Lady Death or or whatever I think. But no, they just he just turns around the the guy the 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 guy who had given Loki his marching orders. Yeah. Comes yeah, up that's to him right. and says, "Oh, Loki's failed again. Yeah, you know, we need another variant." Yeah, and Thanos just turns around and yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was a big reveal at that point because we go, "Oh, we're bringing Thanos in," and this is even in terms of the way they executed, even bigger in terms of bringing uh, the Conqueror in. We've got so many rabbit holes to go down, rabbit mm-hmm. trails to chase. Yeah. You know, you've got the the you've got Secret Invasion which mm-hmm. we haven't even really talked about on this podcast. So that's going to be a limited series as well. So that's Cree scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to think Captain Marvel's involved in that somehow. So, right. you know, you've got she Hulk, you've got Hawkeye with the young Hawkeye. You've got the Miss Marvel series as well. So, so what's mm-hmm. next? I mean, everything so far, what we've known if? what's coming. What if comes out in August, oh, which may or may not. But is that, a- is that connected to the universe, or is that just going to be a fun show to watch? I think they're going to connect it to the multiverse. I don't know it's going to have a real uh, impact in terms of what happens. It's just showing you, because the what if is basically uh, something that's happened in a different universe. Uh-huh. Okay. So does that bring the Watcher in? Yeah, the Watcher's part of that. So does the Watcher become part of canon? Yeah. And does this well, I would become... Say, I, wonder if, I would think they would use the Watcher almost in a Rod Serling kind of way as a... Um, you know, as the host of each show. I don't know that they're doing that, but that's the way I would do it. But does the Watcher make his way to the movies? Yeah, I think he does. I mean, he may be a part of... Eternals, maybe? No, he wouldn't be a part of the Eternals. I think... I don't know if he would show up as soon as Doctor Strange. I think he's going to show up as they start to... Because they're going to have to wrap these multiverses, you know, up at some point. Well, it'll expand, it'll be chaotic, and then they'll come back to some type of cohesive thing, whether it's coexistence between all the multiverses or whatever but whatever's happening now what's the one what's, what's the doctor strange movie called the uh, madness of the multiverse yeah, yeah. And the multiverse of madness the multiverse of madness so as they come back to a more sane 
you know, thing. That's when I think the Watcher may come in. Then I think that's when you have Robert Downey Jr. come in saying, "I am Iron Man." Snap. Yeah. You know? What did you think about the uh, all the quotes at the beginning of the? I thought that was that interesting. Was yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That was. I, there were more in there than I realized. I went back and, and read a list of or saw a thing of uh-huh. Easter eggs. Yeah, do y'all have like we have almost captions almost all the time now. The closed captioning. I, I so, can't read, so I could see who was saying it, and it was you know it was all Marvel characters at first, and then it was like Nelson Mandela and Greta Thunberg, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, okay, whatever. How dare you? But uh, how dare I? What? <laughs> That's what you said. That's what oh, she said. That, <laughs> how dare you? That's true. That's yeah. true. But that was interesting to see. Um, is that have any meaning, or is it just it well, all means yeah. something? Yeah, right. You see, that's the thing with me, y'all. Y'all come into this with with more knowledge. You saw more Easter. I saw the Thanos helicopter, but didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I find myself, you know, if I'm sitting there watching it with my son or watching it with y'all, then I, I gain more insight as I go. But I can still enjoy it. But I, I'm, I'm also watching at a point now in my multiverse older life years that I, I'm thinking I miss. I know I'm missing Easter eggs I there. Am. We are so glad way. to be here for you, Jay. Yeah. We are so it's glad. It's really the purpose of the show. Yeah, to help you along your geek mom, journey. Mom asked if she and my aunt would enjoy seeing Black Widow, and I said, I just don't think so. I mean, I think you'd enjoy the movie. It's good, but, you know, coming into, what, the 15th, 16th movie and going, okay, what's going on? You know, oh, it's more than that. It's like the 20th or 21st. Yeah, movie. yeah, that's right. That's true, yeah. Well, so. my wife, Melissa, enjoyed it, but it was funny because I'd look over every now and then and she'd be, like, cowering during some of the, the, the big fight scenes, yeah. the, some of the loud stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping funny. we can go this weekend. So. Yeah. I'll be curious to see what you think about it. Like maybe, said, we, maybe we can talk about it next week. Yeah, so. that'd be good. Or yeah. Emmys. We need to talk the Emmy nominations. Then we need to do a show on that. So yeah. now, as far as Loki goes, though, I like the fact, and I told you I liked him as a character. But if you look at the Avengers movie, I, I mean, I was an Iron Man fan as a kid. I had the Iron Man comics. I, I knew, thought he was going to say costume. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm working on. But that. it's still wrapped. Yeah, it's, it has been right. taken out. Yeah. But Loki, I'd never heard of Loki until the the movies came out really yeah mm-hmm. so i mean i just i just wasn't that into the comics i was more into the big stuff very much a minor character yeah, yeah. but oh no yeah more. he's definitely gotten a lot more play with the movies yeah yeah so that loki i mean even black widow i had not heard of or knew didn't know much about there's mm-hmm. a lot of characters that are i've embraced just enjoy of course tom hiddleston makes loki he does what it is but but, but again that's back to the um to the thing that marvel sold away all the rights right to, they're to, really big heroes and they're know. really big villains yeah. too so yeah. you had could, no idea what it would become i'm guessing at the i mean time. it would be as if dc had said you know okay somebody else can do superman wonder woman and batman and lex luther and lex luther and the joker yeah and who do we have left and so, you know, what would they've come up with? Suicide Squad? Yeah. But, uh, and, you know. Which is about to come out as that's well. That's another one, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But, yeah, so they, you, you don't have Dr. Doom. You don't have, uh, you don't have Magneto, which mm-hmm. and Magneto is one of those pivotal, yeah. pivotal yeah. Uh, villains in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Again, I think restraint caused better creative license. Yeah. So. And Galactus would have normally been the Thanos character, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Oh man, Silver Surfer! We've got to get a Silver Surfer. Well, I think that's part. Once you open the Fantastic Four universe, you, you bring that yeah. all together. Did and that's one thing I thought about with with Marvel is they have got so many heroes and villains that are outside of the time space continuum and 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 are you know comfortable in this whole 
multiverse playground anyway because you've got these really, really godlike yeah. heroes and villains. I mean, you know, Thor and Galactus and, you know, so, uh, Silver Surfer, the herald for Galactus. And, and so you, you've got the, that world already, whereas DC, not that they don't have those, they've got Darkseid and they've got some of the things that Jack Kirby brought in. But for the most part, you're either protecting the Earth or you're protecting a sector sector of space with Green Lantern. Yeah. But you're not really – there's not a whole lot other than what they did with Flash and Flashpoint and, and some of the crisis stuff. There's not really a whole lot of that. So I want to know if Marvel has got the guts to bring Starbrand in from the new universe from 1983 or 84, that limited-run split-off new universe that Jim Shooter uh, shepherded through – and they had a completely different universe that had no traditional Marvel characters in it. Have we talked about that? We talked about before? it. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that we, I think, a year or two back. Yeah, you know? but I, if they brought Starbrand in, oh my! Now you talk about taking a swing for the fences, and yeah. that would be awesome. Uh-huh. That would be very obscure. So I appreciate you looking at me as if I have any idea what you're talking about. Too, <laughs> I, this, it makes me feel good. Uh, you're part of the DP7, the D- Displaced Paranormal 7. I, you know, I've got all those comic books. I bought them all, hmm. you know, because I knew they were going to be worth something someday. There you go. So a little bit of J. So, all right, 41 minutes as we are So, Loki? Somewhere. Yeah. I think Loki, we're good. We're good. I mean, the thing is, even being the third best of this is, is a good it's place really, to really good. Yeah, it's not... So, I, and that's just kind of a, a matter of subjective opinion. I to guess. me, as a standalone, it's probably second or third just mm-hmm. on its own. But as far as impact on Marvel Universe going forward, mm-hmm. again, I think it's probably with, with Kang, I, I I think it's probably the most influential. Um, again, I can't believe they shot that bullet in a limited series mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. So to me, what they did with Kang should have been would traditionally have been, I think, pre-COVID, a um, um, a movie, yeah, because it defines the next phase. But anyway, we'll see what happens. So. It's a new world. It's a new world. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>